0: Hi, welcome to the podcast, Ethics and Etiquette, a thought-provoking discussion about everyday dilemmas. I'm host, Marna Ashburn, here with wife, mother and attorney, Kelly Halligan-Zimmerman. Hi, Kelly.
1: Hi, Marna. Hi, Mike. Hi, everybody. And
0: Mike Derrick, a retired Army officer, combat vet, and father of four. Hi, Mike.
1: Hey,
2: everybody.
0: Our goal here is to offer you insights and perspectives on sticky situations that will help you examine your choices and exercise your own ethical muscles. Our topic this week revolves around shopping carts and the existential questions which arise from our handling and mishandling of these innocuous devices. The first scenario comes from an article titled The Six Rules of Line Shopping at Trader Joe's by LVAnderson at Slate.com and that article came out August 24, 2015. Not long ago... I was waiting in line at the Trader Joe's near Union Square in Manhattan when I noticed the shopper in front of me had come up with a clever, possibly devious solution to the crowd problem. Upon entering the store, she claimed a shopping cart and staked out a spot in the checkout line, which snaked around almost the entire perimeter of the store. She proceeded to do all her shopping from her place in line, picking up produce as the line crept through the produce aisle, frozen goods as it passed by the freezer case, cereal when it neared the cereal section. I was annoyed. Why couldn't this lady do her shopping first and then stand in line like the rest of us? But then I wondered if I was really annoyed with myself for being a chump. If someone finds a way to cut her grocery shopping time in half, why should it bother me? So, Uh, Our Trader Joe's here in town never gets that crowded but I do have flashbacks to shopping in the commissary in the 70s and 80s when the lines snaked around the entire perimeter of the store so I kind of get what she's talking about. Mike what do you think? Fair or not fair for her to do that?
2: So let me just get this straight did she leave her cart unattended or did she just like reach from where she stood behind her cart?
0: She left her cart and scampered down the aisle, picked up items, and then came back to her cart.
2: That must have been one heck of a line.
0: Yeah. (laughs) It says it snaked around the entire perimeter of the store. This is in Manhattan, so.
2: Right, right. I know Trader Joe's is small. Well, you know, I guess I have to put out an appeal to the good people of Manhattan. Who... (laughs) Usually aren't known for putting up with stuff, let's say, okay? They're pretty direct, pretty forward. The first time, or second, or perhaps even third time, that lady left her cart to run down the aisle to get something. Um, one of those good people probably should have excused her cart from the line, you know, just you slid you just it over it? to the side. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, okay, you know, there are certain rules here. We're all in this together. We're all suffering equally. We've done our part. We spent time getting our stuff and now we're standing in this darn line. Who are you to think you're that much better that You can multitask at our expense, which is what she's doing. It's really rude. It's just like, come on, lady, what are you thinking? Kind of rude. Yeah. My two cents.
0: That was one of the thoughts that somebody piped up with in the feedback section of this article to say to her, look, it's not fair to me and the rest of the shoppers. Just go to the back of the line when you finish shopping. And I am kind of surprised that those New Yorkers didn't say that to her.
2: Yeah, yeah, usually you don't want to tangle with New Yorkers, you know. You you want to give them a wide berth when you're doing something stupid. Right. Um,
0: Kelly, what do you think?
1: I disagree with Mike. I, I mean, the way I heard you say it, she's, as the line is creeping through, like, the produce aisle, she's grabbing the produce. As she passes the freezer case, she's getting the freezer case the cereal she's getting the cereal I mean maybe she's straying a little from the cart but would it irritate me yeah it would irritate me but mostly because I'd be like wow why didn't I think of that that's pretty smart that's pretty creative Um,
0: so you'd be like the guy the person who wrote this article
1: yeah I'd be like wow that's a really good time management skill (laughs) you know she's doing everything from her place in line I mean I would be irritated if she left the cart completely and then occasionally ran by and moved it up but that doesn't sound like the scenario. So, you know, if I was a a shopper, I would be irritated if I was in line behind her. However, I think she's kind of within the rules. It's a fine line, but...
0: What if you were behind her and she was leaving the cart and the line moved forward? Would you move her cart up for her?
1: I probably would because I wanted to move up. I would want to move up. I wouldn't take it out of line like Mike said. I just wouldn't do that. I just don't want trouble <laughs> I, I really I don't want any trouble and people can be nutty so I probably would just yeah. move it up or maybe say something to her when she came back like hey you might want to stay with your cart because the lines really moving mm-hmm
0: what if it happened repeatedly
1: you mean like the same occasion she's repeatedly leaving and and
0: the the cart was left there she wasn't there and the line's moving and that happened like three times
1: I probably would just move it up and stay behind her I guess if I was really feeling bold I would go in front of her (laughs) (laughs) but leave her cart in the line (laughs)
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Kelly, Kelly, come on now. It's funny you're responding this way because this isn't the Kelly I know
1: But this is with strangers. (laughs) Right. Strangers. Right. Right. But now
2: now keep in mind, you've got a lot of solidarity with the people who are also being aggravated by this gal, you know, and and you can like you can like form a, a cabal. You know, you can create a mutiny in the line and say, okay, this shall not stand. And, uh, you know, organize, kind of like Flight 93, you know? (laughs)
0: Let's roll.
1: Let's roll. um,
0: (laughs) Let's roll around her.
1: I'm your woman for that. (laughs) Anyways, that's what I would do. I, I don't see it as something worth getting that worked up over. There's so much else in life that is wor- worth sweating. This is not... So this is, so not this is a, a don't
0: don't sweat the small stuff moment. um no, I, I, Well, this... I'm,
2: you, you know I'm not on board with that, Marna, but okay. Bike's <laughs> Are, on are board. we agreeing to disagree and moving <laughs> on, or are we, are we, is this still open for discussion? We're still
0: <laughs> discussing. I've okay. got a little bit more to say. The same author who okay. wrote this scenario came up with uh, six recommendations for the greater good.
2: Yeah, okay. Well, the, that that's... Before you quote this guy, um, I'd just say we have to apply that principle that we so often discuss on this show. You know, what would happen if everybody did this? What would happen if everybody put their cart in line? Um, Even if it's a line that winds all the way around the store, you, you know it goes around the perimeter of the store. It doesn't go up and down middle aisles. So, you know, what if folks just sort of, you know, they left their cart and ran down the aisle and grabbed stuff? Or what if it became common practice that everybody sort of did team shopping but that's a little better team shopping yeah
1: everybody would I mean I don't know what difference it would make everybody would be doing the same thing the carts would be moving up I I don't see a big difference except everybody would be sort of taking advantage of this creative solution
2: well okay
1: well,
0: one of the rules he recommends, it's L.V. Anderson. I don't know if it's a man or a woman who wrote this, but he says if a duo wants to split up with one person holding a place in line and the other flitting from aisle to aisle to pick up groceries, this scenario strikes me as ideal in its ease and efficiency. Teamwork makes the dream work.
1: Yeah, but not but, everybody yeah. has a team. Exactly.
2: exactly. You know, Marna, that reminds me of being a stay-at-home dad. I I can say this now because it's been many years and I don't think anybody's going to come after me, but we used to treat trips to the grocery store as field trips, okay, learning adventures. And we would do math at the grocery store and I would, depending on how many kids I had with me, I would would mission them to go find things and then do like unit pricing. So I would (laughs) often stay in a central location and send out. 5 your minions or 7 out. year old yeah. I
0: think right. I saw you do that a time or two Mike
2: yeah I know you probably were throwing things at me Marna um,
0: I was kicking that cart away but no,
2: I'm, everyone uh, that in the sort-
1: store is like oh no here comes that guy with the kids they're running all over the store <laughs> somebody, like somebody
2: control those kids
1: it's like the grocery <laughs> store game yeah.
2: so I'm a big fan of team shopping but you know You've already heard my opinion of this other lady, so.
0: L.V. Anderson says, if you're going to do this, be a line shopper. You should be confident of your ability to retrieve your groceries swiftly before the line moves. You should be able to carry several things at one time without bumping into your fellow shoppers. Number two, you must know the layout of Trader Joe's completely before you attempt line shopping. And you must have a list before you go to the grocery store and mentally map out where every item on the list is. Number three, don't be particular about the items you want to buy. If you are very particular and you're going to study them, line shopping is probably not for you. He says, it's always okay to select items from stands situated near the register. In my experience, those items are usually seaweed snacks. And uh, number six, If you realize while you're standing in line that you forgot to grab something important that happens to be more than a few feet away, you can very nicely ask the person standing behind you if she'll hold your place for a few seconds. However, that person has the right to say no, and you are absolutely not permitted to ask more than once in a single shopping experience. Well, who hasn't had that experience? You get up to near the front of the line and you realize you forgot to get cereal. So you say, oh, can you just let me dash, dash off? I've never had anybody say no. I suppose they have but the right to say a, no.
2: you weren't a line shopper, Marna. So no, no. You had a good track record.
0: <laughs> I did have my extensive list laid out by aisle. Yeah.
2: When it comes to lines, when it comes to parking, and, you know, we're going to talk about parking in a minute here, but I tell you, that can inflame passion so quickly. So this is a very, very volatile yeah. subject
0: today, I just want to say. A couple of people commented in this forum, you know, one thing is to confront the person who's doing that. The other thing is you move ahead of the abandoned basket and the rest of the line will follow. And then one particularly aggrieved person said, when the shopper left the cart, we moved the cart to the other side of the store. And when she came back, we just acted like we didn't know what she was talking about. So, <laughs> so beware. It's possible that your punishment will be limited to the seething, eye-rolling, and shade-throwing of your fellow shoppers. It's possible your fellow shoppers will turn on you. So take heed, line shoppers.
2: I was waiting for you to say that folks started putting really obscure, expensive items in her basket.
0: Oh, that's an idea, too. (laughs) Truffle oil. That's right. Stick with us. We'll be right back with another scenario about shopping. Welcome back to Ethics and Etiquette. We're on to our second scenario, and this one is about shopping carts left in parking lots. An item bouncing around the internet declares there are two kinds of people in the world, those who return shopping carts and those who don't. I've noticed a disturbing trend of patrons not bothering to roll an empty cart into the corral, which generally is no more than 20 or 30 feet away in the parking lot. A loose cart may damage other automobiles, and carts left in the parking lot create a shortage for incoming shoppers. Worse, when the cart is left in a parking spot, it blocks a space. Worse yet, I've even seen people leave abandoned carts in a handicapped spot. Now that's wrong. Is this whole shopping cart a dilemma, or is this small potatoes? Kelly, what do you think?
1: I think small potatoes, (laughs) to be honest. I just think we're getting a little lazy, that's all. And common courtesy absolutely is to put the cards back and think of others. I always like to put the card back because it's great exercise. I have a sedentary job, so any extra steps I can take... I like to do so. I do think that some people are older and disabled and can struggle, you know, just to do their shopping. And I see that frequently and it's sad. So for those folks, I think we need to give them a pass. And I've seen that before where they're just struggling to get their cart the back of the car. and get I absolutely agree on that. So yeah, that would be my take on it.
0: We're just Sometimes.
1: lazy. Sometimes we're lazy. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I think that's it. And maybe a little bit thoughtless. Yeah. You want to be courteous and think of others and and especially older people. Like if there's a cart in a spot that I want to park in, I can jump out of the car and move the cart, but for somebody that's elderly, they can be going around and around trying to find a spot. It can be difficult. Mike,
0: do you agree?
2: Yeah, I think Kelly's got some great points. I I sort of look at the whole shopping experience to include the parking lot as. You know, it's a kind of place where you can you can always find something good to do. You can return a cart that you didn't bring out. You can help somebody who's having trouble loading loading something into their vehicle. You can help, you know, a little old lady reach the things she wants on the top shelf of the grocery aisle. I think, you know, when folks go to the shopping center with that in mind and that approach, it just makes it a much much more pleasant space, much more pleasant uh, experience. The other thing I'd point out is that leaving the cart somewhere where it shouldn't be causes the store to incur more costs, which at the end of the day, probably are going to be reflected in your costs. So if you want to keep, you know, appealing to people's intellect, if you want to keep your costs down, some small marginal way you can do that is to return the cart. I don't know what it's like in your towns, but we have a lot of people up here who, who don't have vehicles, and so they walk to the grocery store, and then they not only don't put the cart back in its corral, they take the cart with them down the street, a mile or two and then they offload their stuff and then they dump it somewhere so you constantly see shopping carts in ditches and somewhere that you know obviously it's a heck of a long ways from the store that always bothers me
0: All and you know was... those carts are quite expensive for oh, to yeah. the store I looked yeah. them up they're 75 to to $100 a piece right. so that's like theft
2: <laughs> yeah so anyhow, I think it's it's a pretty easy thing to do. Again, if you keep doing little things right in life, somehow that has a cumulative effect on each of us. And if it has a cumulative effect on each of us, then that's going to make our, wherever we live and whoever we're with, better off too.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: I personally always try to grab a loose card on my way in and use it instead of taking one from the stack.
1: Yeah, that's a great idea, and I see people do that a lot. I rarely do it. You rarely do it. (laughs) I don't know why, but I definitely see people do it. And I think, oh, that's a really good idea. Good for him. Let me tell
0: you what I saw one windy day when I went to the grocery store. And there went, middle of the day, there weren't too many cars in the parking lot. But as I pulled in, I saw an empty cart rolling across the parking lot in the high wind. And it T-boned an Audi. And I absolutely cringed. That's what can happen when you leave loose carts out in the parking lot. Cars can get damaged.
1: Rich people's cars can get hurt. <laughs> rich people's cars.
2: Yeah, the kind of the car I drive, people. you know, yeah. I don't really care who drives a car to it. But. Yeah, my, my
1: Toyota Sienna with, with like 190,000 miles on it. I'm really yeah. worried about it. If I, I had like an Audi, husband, I might be worried. My, my car is like yours, it. it's
0: new scratches and dents every day.
1: Yeah, my husband drives the Sienna, and he's like, "All right, try to cross in front of me. Try to get in my way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't want to have an accident."
2: <laughs> That's right. Some people are waiting for the, you know, that that justification to get rid of that stupid car. You know, they're waiting for somebody to drive a uh, shopping cart into it and whatever. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yep. And I also want to point out this model at Aldi, which is a grocery store we have here and other places. And to get a grocery cart at Aldi, you have to put $0.25 in the mechanism and pull the cart out. And then when you bring the cart back, you get your $0.25 back. And I'll tell you what, when people have $0.25 worth of skin in the game, they are so proprietary about their carts. You never see loose carts in the parking lot at Aldi. All it took was $0.25.
2: Doesn't that say a lot about human nature?
1: (laughs) It's also the people that shop there, though, I have to say, because Aldi attracts a certain, you know, clientele. And I think that's part of it.
0: What are you saying? A cheap clientele?
1: No, I, I, I'm <laughs> saying a cost-conscious, disciplined, German-like.
0: Uh huh. <laughs> you know, because a German German store, yeah.
1: based upon those kinds of values, which I really respect. You know, frugality, keeping costs down. You know, the pricing is incredible, although the selection is limited but when you go there you're that kind of person that is making usually a special trip there because you know you can get these 10 items for a an incredible price and you've got your you know you've got your quarter and you've got your <laughs> your bags your you know, whatever you yeah, got to bring your the own bags Yep, because they're not going to give you any and... No, no, no
0: They yeah. might give you a, a box But that's it And I was oh. walking in from the parking lot once And a lady had finished unloading her groceries in the car And I, I had a quarter in my hand And I said, I'll take that cart from you And she goes, oh no, I have to take it back to the front And get my quarter And I held up the quarter and I said I've got a quarter for you right here <laughs> okay, well, Maybe okay. it
2: was a special quarter, Marta. Maybe it was <laughs> right a value Maybe it was co- collectible <laughs> I'm not you know. trying to pull a fast one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love Aldi. It just appeals to me on so many different levels. And parking lot, shopping cart synchronicity is first among them. You never find that stray cart. And by the way, very few Aldi shoppers will drive their Aldi cart down the street because, you know, even though they've only got a 20 cent, 25 cents, uh, you know, invested, still that fear of loss just reigns supreme. So,
0: Isn't that interesting?
2: Oh, it's amazing.
0: Yeah, 25 cent fear of loss. It's a great model. And I agree with you. Aldi is a great business model. It's so small, even though the selection is limited. It's kind of like shopping at a convenience store. It's so quick.
2: Kelly, you made a comment about the people who shop at Aldi, and you you said they were you know cost-conscious people. I I see them too at our Aldi, but the other people I see at our Aldi are the are the very poor. So you see them come in with their food food stamps, and um, they have just figured out they can get more calories, more food at Aldi than they can at Walmart, and that's the competitor. Uh, it's right up the street, and it's a very interesting mix, you know, really savvy, careful people, and then the borderline indigent, so.
0: Yeah. Interesting.
2: Yeah, yeah that
1: is interesting. it's quite
2: a, quite a cultural study going to Aldi.
0: Yes, it is. Stick with us. Lots more coming up. Okay, the final scenario today, I shop in the commissary, which offers low-cost groceries for those with Department of Defense identification cards. Once I was in there picking up a few things, and I saw a gentleman I know who is a military retiree. He was shopping with his wife and his daughter, who also had her own cart full of groceries. Now his daughter, who was also with her toddler daughter, is an adult, not in the military, and her husband is not associated with the military either so they're not military family members she wasn't entitled to the commissary benefit but she was using it with the blessings of her mother and father who were right there with her should i have said something to them what's the harm in her shopping there and i'm going to throw it over to mike who is the retired military officer not the one in this scenario but
2: thank thank you marna for <laughs> that clarification Um, Yeah, plain and simple, it's against regulations. You know, what that guy was doing is not allowed. You know, and the military can be pretty, pretty demanding when it comes to its regulations. But it's an interesting thing to observe in that, you know, the commissaries, I would say 20 years ago, you could not get a better deal than the commissary. And that has begun to change. I mean, we are just talking about Aldi. I guarantee you I can go to Aldi and spend less money on groceries than I would at the commissary. You and are absolutely might, right. There might be a couple items where the commissary beats them, but, and, but it's also the same for Aldi. Aldi will beat them on some, on some items. But on balance, Aldi is cheaper. Costco can be cheaper. Uh, Sam's Club can be cheaper. So the commissaries are kind of in a pinch right now because they're losing their relevance. They don't deal with large enough uh, volume such that they can achieve the efficiencies that an Aldi, a Sam's Club, a Costco, a Walmart um, would achieve. You know, they're out there, they have their regulations, but there are more and more places where the, the commissaries are diminishing, they're, they're, they're withering on the vine, and uh, because people are going elsewhere with their money. So it's, although it's against regulations, uh, it's funny because the commissaries are looking to build membership.
1: So it's a good thing. That's kind of what you're saying. Right, Mike?
2: Oh, that, she com- that the, the mm-hmm. daughter goes there? hmm No, I don't think so. I, I, think, I think, again, it's, if that's the rule and, you know, those of us in the military, we're pretty big on rules. You know, you ought to follow the rule and that guy's taking advantage of some, somebody or something because, in essence, he's driving up costs.
0: So should I have said something to them?
2: Well, you knew him. You could avoid the confrontation and just tell the store manager. You have to answer that question, Marna. I don't know.
0: Yeah, yeah
1: I, I mean, did Are you sure that, you know, that she's not helping them and pushing a separate cart? Maybe they're shopping for a large party. Maybe she's staying with them. I mean, there could be a legitimate reason, right?
0: Could be. I, mean, I, I do remember saying something to um, the wife saying, oh, I didn't know your daughter was married to a guy in the military. And, and she said, oh, she's not. And she just kind of smiled, <laughs> like wink, wink.
1: It might have been something that was, that was actually legitimate. It's possible. But otherwise, I think, you know, like Mike said, I am not big on confrontations with folks I don't know or in public. The best course is to mind your own business unless somebody's in danger. We've talked about that before. If somebody's health or safety is at issue, you got to step up. But otherwise, the proper course of action would be to, to tell someone in a position of authority that works at the commissary and let them handle it as they deem appropriate.
0: Let's leave it there. We'll be right back with some end notes. Welcome back to Ethics and Etiquette. We're at the portion of our show where we like to leave you with something to think about for the coming week. I'll start with you, Mike. You have an end note for us?
2: Yeah, it's not really earth-shattering, Marna, but I'm going to throw it out there, and it's it's a pet peeve, Okay. So all you people, we've been talking about shopping carts and parking lots. It's it's a pretty weighty and important topic in life. And those of you who think that popping the front wheels up and over the curb of the landscape planting between the parking rows, that doesn't count. No. It just doesn't count. (laughs) All right. So if you think that somehow you're a better person or you're doing your part or you're contributing to the harmony of the world by popping the front wheels up over the curb and just leaving the rest of the cart hanging out in the space. No, no, you didn't do very well. I'm just I'm just saying you can tell I feel pretty strongly about this morning.
0: Absolutely not. Roll it on over to the cart corral.
2: There we go. Thanks, there
1: we go. Thanks for that, Mike. That was.
2: Yeah, uh, Kelly. Yeah, I just <laughs> I had to say that. I couldn't let this go by without saying that. Hey, okay? yeah,
1: no, yeah. It, was, it was informative.
0: Thank At Mike. least it's not going to roll across the parking lot and hit an Audi. That's right. right. I think that covers shopping carts and parking lots. I have something to read. Uh, last week we talked about. Those surprise military reunions between deployed parents and their young children. There was one in the State of the Union address, certainly not the first videotaped stage reunion, but it sure did get a lot of visibility. And because of that, a military spouse named Rebecca Sanderlin has written an article, which was published online on the website wearethemighty.com. And the headline is, You Love Watching Military Reunions? We Wish You Could See the Goodbyes. And I just want to read two paragraphs from this really well-written article, and I will post a link to it on our website. She writes, Some of us call these public homecomings reunion porn because they're shared for the entertainment of the spectators, not for the health of the family. For them, these are grand milestones that should be celebrated en masse, like over-the-top engagements and increasingly complex gender reveals. But a deployment reunion does not have the unfettered joy of an engagement or birth announcement. It's a complicated stew. There is joy, undoubtedly, but there is also trauma. There is survivor's guilt and resentment, and weeks of awful reintegration that loom in sleepless nights after endless fights. On some level, I wish that every reunion video was paired with a deployment video bookends of the war experience, and that you didn't get to celebrate the hello until you had agonized through the goodbye. I wish people saw that many months before that child was surprised by a smiling, uniformed parent in an elementary school classroom, he had to be peeled and pulled off that deploying soldier by the parent who was staying home. I wish people saw that service member gulp, blink back tears, and force him or herself to turn and walk away, not out of indifference or cruelty, but out of duty." And that was uh, Rebecca Sanderlin writing under the featured column, Mighty Mill Spouse.
2: I want to thank Rebecca for that. That was powerful. Very
0: powerful. Think about the goodbyes when you see those reunions, just like we talked about last week. What about you? Do you have a comment, an incident to tell us about, or a question? Leave us a comment or a voicemail. You can do both at our website, www.ethicsandetiquette.com. And if you want to support what we're doing, please recommend our podcast to your friends and family, and leave a positive review wherever you listen to podcasts. For Kelly Halligan-Zimmerman and Mike Derrick, I'm Marna Ashburn, and this is Ethics and Etiquette, a thought-provoking dialogue about everyday dilemmas. Thanks for being with us this week, and please join us again next week for an all-new episode. See you then.